0: Well, hey, you never uh, never waste a good crisis, and it's definitely not getting wasted.
1: I I knew it was bad when I heard Brett Michaels canceled the poison <laughs> the poison cruise. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the, the cruise is still going, but he's not going. They're talking about it on the radio today. He's old,
0: though. He's old, and he's worried if he gets it, he's a goner. He's A goner, right? Yeah.
1: right? And uh yeah, schools are shutting down.
0: Yeah, well they're talking about it. yeah. There
1: was a big hoax that uh Harry Potter had it over there at UK. <laughs> That's a hoax. It was a hoax. He didn't it really have out, it. It uh, came out as a that was a lie.
0: virus. There's some biscotti for you.
1: Speaking of speaking of soaps, wash your damn hands before <laughs> you don't have to wor- you don't have to worry about this coronavirus. Just wash your damn hands. A lot, wash them a lot. You'll be fine. Welcome back to the Great Dive podcast. You're here with Corona Drinking Brando. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Tequila Jigger Jamesy. Why
0: don't we start a little rumor that you have to wash your hands in Corona beer to really kill. It's the only thing that will kill the virus.
1: Well, I was just reading that story in uh, National in Geographic Newsweek. Advisor. <laughs>
0: exactly. In the National Geographic Medical Advisor. Uh, Newsweek. The front page, uh, page
1: story right at the very back of the magazine said <laughs> exactly. the only way to get rid of it is by washing your hands. In Corona. With corona.
0: And a twist of lime helps.
1: Not Corona Light.
0: No, no,
1: no. No. If, if, if your hands are really buggy, use some of that Corona Extra. There you go. But typically just a regular Corona, you'll be right. fine. Right.
0: If you've been hanging around the kids or the old people, Corona Extra. Corona Extra. extra. You're going to need it anyway. Little little dab what of... What you don't wash, Little dab drink.
1: A little dab of, <laughs> of pee fog never hurt. <laughs> and a little dab of pee fog P-Fog working wonders. Not only is P-Fog good for clearing your mask... It's a hangover cure, I just recently found out, as um, well as it helps cure the coronavirus. Nice. Who knew the, it was it's, so the, versatile? It's, it's, it's uh, limitless in it its is. Uh, possibilities.
0: P-fog. It's natural. It works. 100% natural. 100% natural. Go green. Go P-fog. Go yellow. Go <laughs> P-fog. <laughs>
1: uh, don't forget to refill daily.
0: After a few Corona Extra Golds, whatever they are, the benefit of drinking the Corona after you wash your hands with it—the stuff that's left over is you drink it—then you get pfog
1: Yeah, you uh, have a couple Coronas. You've washed your hands. You feel a little better because you drank you know, something. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to use the whole bottle on your hands. Oh no, no. no Actually, so just a little dab yeah, will do yeah, it. Yeah. So then you, you've, you've fin- got to open then the, the bottle, finish the Corona <laughs> exactly, and then you refill your pfog fog bottle for oh. the for the next morning's dive and you're good to go golden <laughs> golden <laughs> give some to your buddy if you have a buddy corona or pee? this is a or pee fog Pee fog pee oh, fog yeah, yeah, give your, your buddy, buddy a give your buddy a corona too great christmas gift this is a story about nobody though nobody knows nobody knows <laughs> the, the trouble, trouble i've we, seen we've seen yeah this is the nobody blues. Actually, da, 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 da. did he did he
0: know he was da, going da, 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 with, da, da. with
1: nobody? <laughs> did he know he was going with nobody? Da, 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 da. Nobody to dive.
0: <laughs> you need a little deeper, muddy <laughs> uh, waters. I hope I'm a
1: little raspy. So I'm, uh, you, do, you yeah. do.
0: What are you screaming all weekend? Oh uh, yeah! Somebody of step on I, your throat out so. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I,
1: uh, I I play a position. My job is to yell at. T- at, you at yell 14, all the time, James. My job is to yell to my team, 14 yeah. teammates, and at the same time, at the 15 other guys, and then also persuade the referee to you know, take my side in every <laughs> little infraction that's going on. You're one I'm of, a, those, you're one of those people. There, constantly yelling. <laughs> we have multiple yeah. games in that tournament, yeah. so I'm a little raspy. I don't have the coronavirus. I don't know.
0: Could have got <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Men in tight shorts with their butts rubbing in each other's faces. I don't know.
1: That's I've how seen you... some of those pictures. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's questionable. That's how you get something else, <laughs> not coronavirus.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true.
1: But this is a story out of Cozumel, Mexico.
0: Can't beat that. You know what? you can
1: get a lot of. Nice corona- segue from the coronavirus. Yeah, coronavirus. Oh, my that's my where God. you get the, yeah, see that. And this takes place in springtime. Perfect. And here we are rolling into spring. I, I try to be yeah. relevant, you know. Uh, Look for similarities. I endings. can, I try, to, try to keep it, you know.
0: Trying to segue. I mean, it's nice if you're relevant because you can
1: talk about current events and then segue right into it. No, this is about the buddy system. And uh, the revelation that, Dave, that David Striegel had was that it's just as important as any piece of equipment.
0: For sure. And just like any piece of equipment, It can be a good piece of equipment or a not-so-good piece. It It can be a hindrance or an aid.
1: If you went and bought the best possible dive computer, most expensive one that had every feature in the world, but you didn't know how to read it, it's completely useless to you, right? Right. Just like any other piece of equipment.
0: True. What if you bought the best split fins in the world?
1: They... It'd still, still be like, pretty useless. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Well, like, Are we, like, we're, like, we're, like, we're getting a little flack from yeah, an, uh, yeah. from the f- split fin users. Listen, Listen, you can make anything work.
0: You can. You can make anything work. You can make lead boots work.
1: You definitely could.
0: As a matter of fact,
1: it wouldn't be my deep sea divers. It do It wouldn't use lead be boots. my top choice for a dive, but you could make it work if, if you true. had to. I agree, and that leads us to this other part, like being a little too confident can lead to a little bit of carelessness on a dive sometimes. Cocky? Would that's, you say that, cocky? that would be the cockiness that yeah. occurs, yeah, right? Do you know anyone that's cocky? Uh, here, let me pull up my Rolodex. <laughs> <laughs> of cocky people. You want to <laughs> do them all, or <laughs> should, we, should we start in the A's this week? And move, uh... There's a lot
0: of cocky divers out there, true. It's, it seems to be uh, a prereq to get into this.
1: Now, for get a it. lot of divers... Springtime, that that spring break week, the it's a minds turn to
0: amore.
1: It's a it's a popular. Oh, oh, it's it's like you. Am you, I? It's like you halfway know this story. You know when you uh, stick your hand in a crack and you don't get it back. That's amore. That's amore. That's
0: amore.
1: <laughs> yeah. So springtime, it's pretty common for divers to get that urge to. They're tired of winter. I'm going to go take my little Caribbean dive trip. Get out of here for a week. A lot of Americans have that spring break week, Easter week off. It's it's a big travel kind oh, of a spring time. Spring yeah.
0: break is going to get destroyed by oh, the coronavirus. coronavirus.
1: Yeah, yeah. All those all those American kids hoping to get lucky, you know, get down to Mexico where they can don't have to be twenty one to drink the Coronas. Those trips are going to be kaboshed this year.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel bad for them a little bit.
1: Yeah, so a lot of people take off. Caribbean dives, the typical dive industry travel trip, right? Eight days, seven nights, five days of boat diving, two dives a day, afternoon dive, and then every now and and then, you know, somebody decides, let's throw in a night dive. Yeah.
0: If you can take a a break from your Coronas.
1: That's a... (laughs) That's, the, that's what you need to do. If you, can, you, if you yeah. can lay off the Coronas after that afternoon dive, you could uh, kick in a little night dive. Exactly. I'm thinking hammock and Corona sounds mm-hmm. pretty good after after the couple dives in the day, right? That's where a lot of people are at. True. 15 dives or so, you, you knock out in the course of a week. That's a pretty typical little dive trip. It's a way for uh, for you to basically saturate yourself. With a, with a bunch of diving kind of crammed in all at once. like yeah. Zero to yeah.
0: 15 to 20 dives. Yeah, Bam. like,
1: like <laughs> a lot of these divers are out there in the world. And I would say the overall majority, they, they're they doing this one trip every year of certified divers. Mm. Right, I should change that. Of people with certification cards. You know, active divers are doing a whole lot more than this. But there's so many people out there that this is their diving is that one trip that they do. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of who we're talking about here. I don't think that's the majority of our listening audience. I would agree with that. Right? I would agree with that. I'm just saying that over the years of the majority of divers that I've seen that have gotten certified and the ones who've stayed certified, 10 years later, it's a small portion that have been diving 50, 100 or more dives actively every year of those 10 years. I would say oh, the yeah. overall majority of 20 is, dives a year. They got certified mm-hmm. because they were doing a trip. Yeah. They might have did another trip that second year. Yeah. Took a year or two off, did a refresher class, did another trip. Yeah. Right? I hear um, you. I, but I would hope that the people that are listening to our show are more active or listening to this show is making them more active, one of the two. I think they are. A group of friends invited my wife and me to join them on a dive trip to Cozumel, Mexico. During the spring of 1994, what were you doing in the spring of 1994? Um, drinking Corona.
0: Nope. Actually, uh, my wife and I uh, were—we had gotten married on December 31st, 1993. Oh, she was honeymooning.
1: You were—you were. uh, How do you say family planning?
0: We were actually probably buying a house together, selling a condo and buying a house. Anyway, it was a different time. I used to, I got her into running because I used to run when I was in the service. Got her into running. She wouldn't do it at first. It's was like, I know, it, I hated it too, and I, I still kind of hate it. But it's the afterwards, you're like, you feel pretty good. Actually, she got psycho about it. You know, she was running all the time. So we, that, we were that yuppie asshole couple like when i see those people like we weren't as bad as that couple that's uh they're jogging in the winter and and they're being interviewed by that news newscaster and they're like this is perfect running running the snow is perfect running texture or whatever she said obnoxious right Right, yuppie obnoxious and then ran off and fell on her ass yes
1: we weren't. That, I know that. Story. We weren't that obnoxious. But when but I look you back, had, you had matching windbreakers, didn't you? No, we didn't have anything they, that matched. They were opposing. They opposing colors. Like no. hers was purple with like a black and a green stripe. No. Yours was black with a green and a purple no. stripe. That, that was you guys. <laughs> we're not isn't? matching
0: people. She does buy. You know, like when she, when she was single, she did a lot of. You know, she would do activities, and she would go full in. She was young. Single professional made really good money. She could do whatever she wanted. You know, when she got into scuba diving, she went and got certified and bought a top-of-the-line, back then, a top-of-the-line setup, which she hardly used. Right. Right. And so she was kind of the same way with with the running. She had a nice running outfit. I didn't. I had my military shorts and a raggy old shirt, right, and my I had halfway decent set of shoes. Anyway, the long story short was we were not that obnoxious couple. She might have been part of it. But it wasn't me. <laughs> I brought her down to earth.
1: Well, so she sounds like one of many people who would be on a trip like this. Oh, right. I got my. Uh, I got all my gear. Mm-hmm. Let's go get some diving in. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Actually, I, I took her to Cozumel in '96. Oh. So. Ah. Oh no, wait. No, oh, it was '95. That's when she found out she was pregnant. That was the last time she dove in Cozumel in 1995.
1: You guys might have had the same dive master in this story. It probably is. Is it uh, Guillermo? <laughs> Guillermo Guillermo I'm, I'm, waiting last, I'm, I'm waiting for a last video I'm waiting for a last <laughs> name Guillermo Rodriguez, Rodriguez, Rodriguez Ramirez Gonzalez.
0: Jose Gonzalez I heard is that I, I, I hope that's not terribly you know racist against Latin Americans or Mexicans I love I love them there's a lot of Guillermos. There's a lot of Jose's. Manuel's. Manuel is pretty. pretty. If,
1: if I had a dollar mm-hmm. for every time I've been to Cozumel and, and had a Manuel dive master, <laughs> many had been to Cozumel before. Six days of concentrated diving in this great location with a group of friends was just the dive experience I was looking for. Cozumel was everything I had hoped. The weather was crystal clear and hot. We enjoyed the laid back, relaxed atmosphere and quickly found all of the best topside places. Well, uh, back in the 90s, the early 90s, there wasn't a it wasn't exploded with stuff. I mean, San Miguel was, was was big and busy, but then as you you know got down past you know and, and stuff, it really lightened up. But nowadays, man, it's they've developed a ton of that whole freaking island. Yeah, around that coast, and then when you go all the way around on the east side of the island, there was a you know a, a two two bars. There was two bars down at Punta Sur. There was one, that Coconuts bar up in uh, Chinrio, and then there was basically nothing till you came all the way back around to the to the city again. But now there's a, a few more spots, and they've really expanded a couple of those little uh, bars and restaurants over there. That's too bad.
0: I used to like that. You know, we the, the rent what? a Jeep and go around the island, the yeah, other yeah. side of it. Well, it's I saw awesome. like... Little they're at uh, Fish Tacos.
1: They're at Punta Sur. they at uh, Bob's Marley Bar, right mm-hmm. there on the on the beach. I mean, that's, that's the way to prettiest, go. Prettiest, prettiest sight in Cozumel, if you ask me. some beautiful stuff there. It is an island paradise. It's great. The diving was spectacular, and we visited all the must-see sites. What a great experience for a novice diver. The visibility was hundred and fifty feet or more. The marine life was plentiful. My skills and comfort level improved. With I was each
0: dive. awesome. I was awesome on my dives.
1: Well, uh after you get, you know, uh six days of diving in, a couple of dives a day, you know, you're gonna start feeling pretty good and confident. Well about your yourself, confidence right? goes up, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Because they haven't died. The first few dives you're like just don't die. Just don't die. I haven't dived in a year. I don't want to be. It would be embarrassing if I died.
1: <laughs> At least let's make it to Friday. Yeah. Well, Cozumel can be a little overwhelming for some people because of the current. If you yeah, if you, you don't like, drift dived before. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you know, I'm, my wife was real intimidated yeah. by it, and uh, you yeah, know that last trip that I that I ran for the shop. There was a there was a couple that got in there really were overwhelmed with the mm-hmm. current at first and and manhandled them. Yeah. You know, so for some people, you know, it takes a little bit of time t- to get used to that. Of course. In some ways, that drift is super easy. And that's how they sell it a lot is it's so easy you don't have to swim. You just you jump in and you drift fins. and you can use split fins. And then when you get low on gas, you just come up. It, it's the easiest diving in the world. Until you realize you want to stop and do something and, and manipulate, you know, your, your body in the water and take a picture, or yeah, shoot a video, or stop and get face into help the a help a buddy yeah. that's having an issue. You know, then now then the current really is, gets in the way of of what you're used to for very easy and tranquil diving. On the evening of the fourth day, someone suggested a night dive before our trip ended. The idea quickly took root and arrangements were made for the next evening. I was excited about making my first night dive. You should be. It's cool. Now I remember around this very time. I think it was late '90s. You were making your first night dive. I was. Um, I was there with a student. Mm-hmm. Okay, this probably was '99. New, a newly minted instructor myself. Yeah. '99, 2000, probably. Uh, had a gal doing an advanced class with. Like her boyfriend was, took her on the trip and said, hey, uh, you know, get my, uh, get my gal advanced on. So we get to the night dive portion. That girl, I I think I still have nail, nail imprints in my hand. Like she grabbed my hand to hold my hand on that dive and never let go. I remember <laughs> digging her nails, squeezing so tight. She was petrified of that night.
0: And rightly so, because there's monsters out there.
1: You don't that's know what's they,
0: out there. That's when they come out. And you probably got that silly little pelican pistol grip light. That was the top of the line for $140 oh, back or whatever it was. Crazy. It was the
1: King Pelican. King
0: Pelican. I had one. A yellow one with had, a black red. I had
1: the like, black one. It had the dual filament bulbs. Yes. You so can switch you could over the bulbs. Switch. Actually, I still got, I still have beam. one.
0: That's yeah. a Princeton Tech. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Oh. The, the Pelican did have one. I have a Princeton Tech with the two beams on it, but I did have that a yellow King Pelican. That was a the beast. The King Pelican was a beast. It you had know. eight
1: D batteries
0: Exactly. It. it weighed my, 64 pounds. <laughs> you didn't you need know any You know don't drop it. My
1: boom box had eight <laughs> D batteries in it.
0: It was, I mean, it was semi-bright for what it was. If but. my
1: boom box would have had a light bulb in the front of it, yeah, and I could jam out to some tunes underwater back in the day, that would have been great.
0: Were you wearing your, like, some kind of baggy pants, a big gold necklace? Whoa. Who, who are you? MC James? <laughs> You see James in the M and James, James J, J, J You're James. just saying
1: you're just saying that's where all the monsters come out at night but in reality we know it. it's the the freaks come out at night it's the freaks come out at night now when freaks get dressed to go out at night they like to wear leather jackets and Not all in our group elected to make the nightlife I fell in with those who did and never bothered to establish a specific dive buddy before we entered the water. This was my first mistake. Now, we you know, recently had that story about the guy on the boat in Catalina who wanted to do his night dive with the instructor. Yeah. Chased his blue tanked mm-hmm. instructor down to the deep, deep abyss and wasn't even his buddy. You know. So we looked at some lack of buddy communication there and then here we go again right it's we really were, lack
0: of plan but yeah yeah again
1: and i think you're gonna see a lot of similarities in this that mm-hmm. although it's i should have had a dive buddy it's really i should have done a whole lot more right right and a lot of these groups you know we, we say we've said many a times that a lot of the education really doesn't prepare you for independence as a diver it prepares you for staying with a group right and to to mitigate some liability they pair you up with buddies so that officially you're to code Mm -hmm. but there's a big difference yeah big difference with being assigned a buddy and being on the same page as a a buddy who can act as a teammate with you and work with you in the water huge difference really (laughs) <laughs> really? I mean,
0: just somebody in the water with you can't... <laughs> that could be anybody. I mean, that's the whole thing about it. That's They're not really a buddy. They are just hap- they happen to be in the water with you at the same
1: time. You know, there's a difference, yeah. the Big difference. difference. Our dive master arranged two dives. A 70-foot twilight dive and a second dive at 45 feet. With a giant stride, we were soon all together at 70 feet. So there's two dives right there. Yeah, two dive, night dive. I know.
0: So if you do two a night dive. dive and you do your, three, your two charters before, what you're saying is three tanks, there's five dives that day.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, is, oh, yeah, it's potential. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Cozumel is drift dive country like we were just talking about. This means you can drift along with the current and enjoy the scenery without working very hard. It's a great place to hone your buoyancy control skills. After five days of steady diving, I felt like hot stuff. I could drift with the current and be exactly where I wanted to be above the bottom. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. And if you're doing one or two dives every couple of months or every couple of years, it's going to really take you a long time to get that comfort level. Every trip you do... You know, if you're like this person where you're knocking out fifteen, twenty dives in a week, but you take a year or two off, the first two, three days of your trip is gonna be that uncomfortable base. And then by dive you know, dive day four or yeah, five, five, you're, to you're back dives. you're back to this good feeling yeah. and then it all goes away again. Yeah, five to ten dives get warmed up. Right, and then it's yeah. pretty it's pretty typical, yeah, yeah. Our dive master stopped our group often to show us an assortment of marine life. The colors were amazing. Spectacular. No. Vibrant. No. Amazing. Astounding. Amazing. Uh, Brilliantly amazing. colored. No. Uh, amazing. Were amazing. Uh, amazing. Fabulous? No. <laughs> no, they weren't, they're not that good. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're, 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 fabulous just, they're just amazing. They're amazing. One of the stops was around a large crater. Our dive master went to the bottom of it and motioned for us to join him one at a time.
0: I don't want all yasses down
1: here. There ain't enough
0: room for all yasses. No mas, no No mas. mas.
1: (laughs) No more room for all your asses. (laughs) No more room.
0: I'm trying to do a Mexican accent. I can't. I can't. I'm an Italian. What's the matter for you? You no know, coming down here.
1: <laughs> you no know, coming down here. I'm from Italy, but I now I live in
0: Mexico. <laughs> I am Guillermo from Italy. A diver master.
1: You like a diver master? What's the matter for you? <laughs> the group clustered tightly around the rim of the crater. I took my turn and saw... The biggest moray eel I had ever seen. That's a moray. That's a moray. Now that's a moray. See. <laughs> then I ascended to join the group up at the rim. You know that on every group dive trip, like this is you see this. Yeah. Right? It's the dive master is going to show them the critter. That's right. There. And it's you come here and he kind of guides them in, shows them, mm-hmm. kind of helps them, kind of pushes them off, and because most of these divers aren't going to come in under control because they're the typical knocking out one-week trip every couple of years kind mm-hmm. of a thing, right? So that's what the dive master is generally doing. He's basically herding these... Cats. Yeah, her, herding, herding these divers, and he's got 12 of them to kind of get in position, show them the cool sight, get them on, drift away till they run low on gas so he can, you know, get them all back up to the surface safely. Once you're gone, you're kind of out of his... Supervision for a few because he's got to focus yeah. on the next guy, right?
0: And he hopes you go back to where you're supposed to go, <laughs> right? In the and, back and of you, th- his mind, he's just like, just, <laughs> just go back. You have one thing to do. Uh, just, you see where just, you uh, were? Uh, go right back there. Go just, sit next.
1: But no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Tell me he's not going over there. <laughs> Tell me <laughs> where the why? Hell is he why going? would you be going over there? I ju- just, just exactly. we said it, Rim. Rim, just We're go gonna start back. You look. will go. How's the matter for you? I'm going to show you the. <laughs> I'm going to show you the eel. You go back to the rim. Exactly. Everybody seen the eel? We move on down the reef. It's simple. Well, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's a simple plan, but again, like most simple plans, hey it I takes want some one
1: fucking a moron. <laughs> I show you. I show you a mori. I get a moron. I get a
0: moron. <laughs> get a mori. A, a, a moron. You see it. You see the difference. No, this guy wasn't the moron. Oh, somebody else it was, was
1: a different moron.
0: There is others. There's more than one. <laughs>
1: What's the matter for you? <laughs> What's the
0: matter for you? Uh, how many? Uh, how many we got?
1: The transition from being in the strong current to being in the tranquil water of the crater was kind of tricky. Oh, it's like because right? yeah. so he, the it's guy's tricky. he's get, well he was he's gone from. Getting comfortable just drifting and letting yeah. the current basically do all of his control for him. To now you get in the crater, you've your buoyancy changes because yeah. you don't you're not really using the perpetual motion of the water to keep you off the bottom. You're now a little bit negative or something, so he's mm-hmm. putting some gas in. And as he comes back up into the flow of that current, whoo, takes him. Readjust. He's got to readjust. Mm-hmm. As the next diver entered the crater, he crashed into me from above son of a
0: what's the matter for you (laughs) hey
1: (laughs) why are you crashing then as he made his last strong kick to enter the crater he brought his foot squarely into my face knocking my regulator (laughs) out of my mouth and sending my mask sailing over my head is he bruce lee it was a roundhouse kick.
0: It was a roundhouse kick. It was a flying roundhouse. <laughs> when, when you
1: got split fins, that's the only kick. It's all it's you can do. It's basically a round, yes. It's a roundhouse. <laughs> um, I had a gal do that to me in Cozumel, like my first first go. Mm-hmm. We were doing, we were down diving on Columbia Wall, down in the south end, and you're going through one of those swim throughs. You drop down and you kind of come out the wall on the on the deep part of the wall. And she got to the end, but she did the old the hand swim. Right? Ah. We were kinda next to each other and you're kinda coming out, you're looking at the wall drop, and she did the big breaststroke whacked me right in the face and just didn't rip my mask off but spun it yeah. totally sideways.
0: There's two it's two way street though too. Sometimes people are running into other people. Oh yeah. Which I've seen. I mean that's I've had people running into me while I'm diving. I can see how it happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It happens. I mean, that's we, why they train you. Yeah, I mean, you've got a well, you've got a crater that's what maybe ten feet in mm-hmm. diameter. You got twelve people that all want to get in the crater on the the backside of the, the right that flow and look under that coral head to see this. Yeah, in this case, it's a moray eel, it's lobster, a monster nurse shark, splendid towfish, whatever. No, whatever show ribbon
0: on. can I think. So it's all punched top. There's a, a, there's a hermit crab in the, Pepsi,
1: <laughs> the ribbon cam. Yeah, no, it wasn't a Pepsi ribbon cam. It, it, Cor- 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 it was a corona cam. <laughs> now I was able to grab my mask, but the current immediately took me away from the group. I went head over fins in the darkness, grabbing for my octopus regulator. In my urgency, I got it tangled with the light that was strapped to my wrist. Yanked too hard and I lost it. I finally found my primary and began breathing again. Then I managed to put my mask on and clear it. Hmm. All of a sudden, this wrist lanyard does not seem like a <laughs> it's good not idea. Not a great idea. 1994, though, nobody was walking into a dive shop and picking up a can light unless you were cave diving. Right. You know, it's the wrist lanyard, pistol grip was one. standard. It was standard issue night diving light, right? Oh, you were somebody if you had that. You probably had, you had another bad. wrist lanyard, smaller backup light on the other wrist. Yes. You know, really making things wild and dangly. Well,
0: to balance you out.
1: Yeah. You got all that weight.
0: You'd be, it'd be dragging you down on one side. You have to balance it out.
1: Now, the wrist lanyard, you know, back in the day, it was just... That was just an easy, convenient way to make sure, you know, you could let go of your light for a second, but you didn't lose it. Yeah, it it. wouldn't sink to the bottom. So that you could do something like adjust your mask. But we know from past experience that when you do that, that just means you're getting hit in the face with an 8D cell dive light, you know, banging you in the lip, giving you a fat lip. And the lanyards catching shit. uh, uh, the Correct. lanyards. When you it go seems to, to be a magnet, and when you go to check gauge console, it's hooking and twisting and yeah. wrapping around your gauge console, and it's that wrist lanyard is a a nightmare,
0: in my opinion. Well, it is. It's like most things that dangle off you or hang off you with some kind of string, rope, metal cable, whatever.
1: They they're entanglement hazards. Yeah, and, a, a and
0: case given here.
1: Right, and as we talked last week about you know failure points yes you could take it to the this to the nth degree and i'm 100 percent positive because i did it for many years you can certainly dive with a lanyarded light and not have a problem the issue is when you do have a couple little problems these little tricky gimmicky little fixes don't help. generally exacerbate the issue right because now I don't have a place to just cleanly stow things. No, they and add my, and yeah. sort my problems out.
0: They add to the problem. They they don't make the thing any easier. They accomplish the one mission of of the lanyard, which is to not drop it into the abyss, right? It's Correct. not lost. Yep. But they create a whole nother <laughs> slew of issues when you're trying to work or you're trying to help a slough or
1: a slow, A slough. Or a slough. <laughs> slough. A slough. When I could see again, I found myself about half a mile from the group. They were still peering into the crater. No one knew I was gone. No one knew I had a problem. Of course not. Because you don't have a buddy in the I water. I was going to say either. your buddy. Your, those your buddy those no. other people.
0: <laughs> your buddy was the one that created your problem. Probably <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. That's, yeah. that's the one that kicked you in the in face. face. Right. And then there's going to be the argument between the two of them of who was at fault there. Yeah. Like, listen, Brandon, the problem <laughs> isn't that I kicked you in the face. The problem is that you put your face right, right in my kick zone. Why did you do that? Listen, you see my face? Get how, out of my face. How am I going to kick? Why? <laughs> I got a kick to the crater. You came up underneath me. You know I got to go down. I got to go down. Your
0: legs came into me.
1: But I had to go down into the crater. Well, I had to come up out of the crater. Guillermo's down there with the moray. You had to come up. You're supposed to go to the rim. Guillermo. He clearly clearly said go to the rim. (laughs) Why did you go to the rim?
0: Guillermo, what did you see?
1: I just left the rim. He kicked his face into my fins. When I could see again, um, I found a small patch of sand. Settled onto it, turned off my light, and waited until the current brought the group to me. Then I just joined them and finished the dot. Smooth. Always been with you. What do
0: you mean? <laughs> I didn't just tumble I was, over I was here. Right here
1: the whole time.
0: <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> Pop. The light goes out. Where the hell did you come from? I've always been here. That's ah, a little thing I like to do. Hey, Turn off my light.
1: Hey, Carol, you gotta die, buddy. <laughs> Carol. I was not missed because I had never bothered to find a buddy to watch out for me. Because I, and- was, with, I was with a different group now. I came up on the wrong boat. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. That I, didn't like, I, say, I, didn't I didn't notice. I was going to say. I didn't notice. A slew of lights came drifting down the reef. I joined them. Exactly. <laughs> Turns out. That was a whole different dive operation. It was the
0: new Divers of Cozumel <laughs> Dive Club. <laughs> and boy, had my luck changed. <laughs> I stood
1: out a little bit there, but I quickly remedied the situation. And I was not thinking about being anyone else's dive buddy either. I was diving alone in a group. I had become too confident too quickly. We see, um, we see this issue in a, in a lot of these stories we've read very recently is is a lot of them are this too confident, too fast.
0: Yeah. It's a recipe for uh, getting in over your head figuratively and literally.
1: Right. Because if, if, if the trip was two or three more days longer and this night dive didn't go bad, you know he could have easily been <laughs> talked into doing some kind of cavern cave a little, thing. We can <laughs> yeah. do a little. bit. you know, we're only supposed to go to hundred feet, but there's this cool spot in like 140. One, yeah, yeah one eighty. Well, that's where you they, can do it on. A that's Sunday where they too. end up, right? Yeah, you know, it, it's yeah. We're gonna come out at one thirty-ish, which is really one forty, and by the time, you know, this guy is, you it over that wall trying to get back up, he's drifted down to. One sixty, one eighty, really easy. It happens all the time.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, all this stuff is really, when you read other accident reports, you see how it happened after you hear a story like this. is They gained confidence quickly and early. Of course, I mean, this always goes back to original training to me. You know, everybody's different, and some people get real cocky quick, but if you are told nothing but how great you are, handshakes and all the pats on the back, and you're sitting there on your knees all the time, and you clear a mask once for the class, you know, and you do all that stuff, you air share once, you show me you can air share once, all the stuff that they call or they require... A, uh, For that minimum standard. Right. That They require that minimum standard of proficiency to be, you're supposed to be able to repeat it, but it's not done. What I'm getting at is when you're given that confidence when you leave the class because you have this new card, when you start diving, you do five or ten dives and you lived. Well, there's your new bar of I lived through all this. I can go a little bit further now. Nothing's happened. Well, you haven't handled anything well because you never had to until something pops up where you've got to handle a no mask. Red kicked out of, you know,
1: losing the group, Yeah, and as you all ad, that stuff. As you advance your education, what you should be experiencing is situations which aren't just, hey, these are the couple of the new skills that you need to learn because mm-hmm. now you're at night on a night dive, you know, turn your light on, turn your light off. Yeah. You should also be. Experiencing failures that could occur Mm -hmm. in that new environment and how to get yourself out of problems occurring in that new environment. In addition to being guided through a a full real experience of doing it all on your own without being handheld through the way.
0: Right. And, And do the skills that you learned at night. It's different. When you can't see around you,
1: and that light is flopping and, and that, swinging, That's yeah, one flame, more thing yeah,
0: yeah. flopping around there. But when you don't have your buddy, a regulator recovery is completely different. When you've got a
1: light attached by a mm-hmm. cord around your wrist,
0: and you can't see anything, so you can't see. The, you know, a lot of regulator recovery, you could see the rag in front of you when it drops. If you're hang, you know hanging horizontal, it'll drop in front of you. You can't see it now. Just goofy stuff, or even even the air sharing at night is a little different.
1: Everything's a little different
0: at night. That's, anyway, that's my two cents. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. And uh, since this experience, I have been deliberate about establishing a specific buddy before a dive. I also try to dive as a member of a team, not just an individual. And I am more aware of how quickly things can happen. There are old divers and there are bold divers, he says. Hmm. But there are a few old, bold divers. Hmm. Um, i don't know (laughs) you're an old old diver (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know that that ending is so fitting for that tale like there's nothing bold necessarily about that right there's just that diver being set up for diving beyond his ability not looking at the situation and saying ah it ain't gonna happen to me i'm gonna do it anyway to me that's what the bold diver would do I'm not gonna go with a buddy. Eh, I don't. I don't need a light. I'll just. Eh, I don't need a strap on my mask. I'm gonna do the dive anyway. <laughs> okay, that's bold. I get it. This is just not in a in a you're an ignorant ass way, but it's a it's a level of ignorance of just not being aware of the problems that he was putting himself in.
0: Right, what you could be facing and not training for it,
1: not getting the training yeah. for it.
0: Yeah, he never received the training for it. So. Good lessons, I guess, yeah, right?
1: I think I think these are very good lessons.
0: He still was able to go have a corona after, so he cured the coronavirus, bravo, but um, could Remember, have been worse, could have been bad. This could have been... You know, a- if he couldn't find his rag and he bolted to the surface and embolized or whatever. Yeah, the, now they... And nobody knows he's they missing. They tell this story as,
1: yeah. this is nobody blues, but I think we can take a look back at the whole situation and, and say it's a little bit more than just not having a buddy it's coronavirus it's coronavirus exactly sure
0: that's 100% diagnosed coronavirus <laughs> right there first one
1: in Cozumel hi everybody well hey have a corona don't forget little, little splash on your hands wash up little drop of pee fog Won't finish look. it right finish and it then and, then get, your, and then refill your refill right, your pfog right, bottle yeah and uh, have a good dive
0: i think we should put in a um a manual
1: uh,
0: a pfog uh, manual a pfog manual a coronavirus anti coronavirus uh, manual whatever the, no, the coronavirus, how to handle the coronavirus the manual
1: the coronavirus apocalypse survival guide
0: the survival guide that's the word i was looking for the coronavirus apocalypse <laughs> survival guide
1: okay everybody till next time
0: hasta luego
1: Hasta la muerte. What's the matter for you? What's the matter for you?
0: Buenos ah. nachos. Buenos nachos. Safe diving. No, did we? Did we? Did we summarize the lesson to be learned there? I, I guess. Did we? I guess. It's a little vague. I mean, you, you,
1: well, uh, where we where we yeah, we're, we're left that off with saying it's a little bit more than just not right. Having a point. Yeah,
0: it is a little bit more. Yeah, um, be-
1: I think we could take that and go to your joke there <laughs> and fade it into an ending.
0: Okay. All right. That's what I'll do then. I'll have that. Well, I mean, we already got that, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Don't yeah we don't have scary. to repeat it. Yeah, it's 9:15 I got it, yeah, yeah, it, it. was coronavirus right? it was the joke, right? Yeah, got <laughs> your